So, El, what did you get for Christmas this year? I got revenge. What? You know, the movie. Oh. Welcome to Cutthroat Cinema Podcast. I am O. And I'm L. And you can find us on Twitter at Cutthroat Sin Pod. Cutthroat Sin Pod. Oh boy, that hangover is kicking in. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Cutthroat underscore Cinema. You can follow me, O the Horror, at Double O Double H the Horror on Instagram. And you can find L at Steel underscore Lens underscore Cinema. And today we're talking about revenge. Yeah. Yeah, not the 2011 TV show that everybody forgot about, but the 2017 movie that everybody should be talking about. But a lot of people haven't seen. True. You could also listen to this podcast at uh, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Podcast. Yeah, please follow us there. Please give us a listen. Thanks. And a like and all that other jazz. And share it with your friends. Make them listen to it, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we took a little break after we watched, um, we did our podcast on uh, Halloween Kills because it killed my enthusiasm. <laughs> so It was a long episode and we're like, yeah, I think we're done for a while. <laughs> yeah, do you know we're almost at the point now where it's already, I think in like a week or so it comes out on, or it's already out on 4K. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It was a the extended cut. Oh, okay. It was already <laughs> fucking two and a half hour movie, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. No. Sorry. I, I won't. Two and a half hours in my life, I never get back. Exactly. Actually, like five hours because I watched it twice. Ah. Uh, <laughs> true. I regret every moment of it. <laughs> you regret? I regret every moment of it. <laughs> um. Well, the movie we're talking about today, Revenge, uh, is a uh rape revenge story. So, I guess you know if you aren't into those kind of stories. Don't listen to this episode, but we do really recommend watching the movie. And then, no, and not that it was a, I was about to say it was a poor choice of words, I was going to say, but like, what? it was done in a tasteful way. I mean, so the, <laughs> the director of the movie is Coralie, uh, Far, I apologize in advance for butchering the last name. It's Coralie Fargiat or Far, Fargay or I think it's Fargay or Fargay. I'm Far, not sure. Fargay. It's, Fargay. Um, it's French, I believe. Yes, because it's a French film. It's a French film. Um, she's a female director, and she she wanted to do, like, a rape-revenge story from the, you know, like, it's usually from the perspective of a woman, but she didn't want the brutality to be so focused on the woman being raped. She you know? didn't want it in a, um, I spit on your grave, 40-plus minute type rape yeah. uh, scene. Yeah. But, um, or like last house on the left, correct, like correct. vicious, mm -hmm. like you just see mostly the, the women getting the brunt of the violence in the movie. Yeah. It was done in a more like short, not like full force, brutal, full force, like I mean, all on film. Like you hear, you see the beginning of it, what it's, when it's about to take place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we we'll talk a little bit about the yeah, movie let's talk about the room instead of just cutting right into the. The meat and potatoes <laughs> of the, it. The bed of it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The movie follows uh, Jen and Richard to start. Uh, Richard is a very wealthy uh, married man who mm -hmm. is sleeping with his uh, much younger uh, neighbor, uh, Jen, played by the absolutely beautiful and absolutely fucking fantastic Matilda Anna Ingrid Lutz. She... I mean, everybody in this movie plays their roles well, right? The bastard guys and the amazing, powerful, you know, woman. And Jen is... She doesn't, she doesn't really start off as a powerful woman. She, she starts out... You know what? This this is something I've, you know, I've noticed in previous movies with that have to do with some sort of rape revenge story. Um, it's a woman who is um, sweet and innocent and or smart or, you know, in the prime of her career. And um, Corley made it a point to make this movie where the protagonist is a girl who is, you know, kind of vapid. She's she's into looks. She's into money. She's into power. She's into um, she doesn't want to do much. She just wants to be an actress and be famous. She wants the Hollywood career or right. the, the celebrity model career because they don't I don't think they fully discuss 
what she wants to do or if it's Hollywood. She wants to be, wants a, to be superstar she wants to be a superstar or a model or... Yeah, um, they kind of go into it, like, uh, they have her briefly talk about it. She's already, you know, sleeping with a married dude who's got money, who's very good looking. And connections. And, and connections. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, like, she's not meant to be, like, an innocent protagonist. She's just meant to be a woman. Like, it... and. At the end of the day, this shouldn't happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be portrayed as, oh, look at how sweet and innocent she is. And this happened to her. Because I feel like that was kind of the case with um, uh, not Last House, uh, uh, Last House on the Left. Like the daughter was going out with her friend and like they did one bad thing. But otherwise, she was so sweet and innocent. And then like, yeah, I don't I don't remember Last House on the Left too much or or even um. I spit on your grave other than like like a writer going upstate by herself, the brutality of it and the revenge portion of it. I I know people like critics now look back on it and shun it and like shit on it a lot. But and they say, oh, it's a terrible movie. But I know for a fact that like actually feminists like the movie well, um she say something in regards yeah to I, I, I yeah um the that they actually um respect the movie for its revenge story and that the, you know th- they get what's coming to them the the rapist um yeah. I that mean, it, that uh, feminists actually enjoy it um for the the revenge aspect of it and that these people get what they fucking deserve so to speak so and that you know more movie critics will just crap on it and shun it for like oh how violent how disgusting yes the rape scene is like terrible and it goes on for so long but that feminists actually in a way not like they go looking for these films because it's actually a powerful they're powerful films in that the vengeance and revenge is what's well, a revenge fantasy yeah it's yeah that you know women who have maybe even gone through something like this that maybe can't uh, and act on these. What is it like? Cathartic. It's like cathartic. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, consider that there are so many instances of rape in real life that are like n- no justice ever comes. Right, to the right. Person. That okay, maybe they do time in jail. If, if uh, at maybe. most, at most, at right? Most, yeah. Uh, but these women in the films can actually enact revenge. Yeah, like brutal, <laughs> but brutal revenge, yeah. uh, murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not torture just and tor- torture and yeah, like in the one scene she puts the propeller of the the motorboat through the guy we are um, referring to uh uh i spit on your grave yes not revenge yeah yeah not revenge um, so she, we'll get to that trust we'll get me. to that but we're talking about just in general feminists who enjoy uh revenge stories of rape oh. of, in the, that uh I, i'm i'm crapping on critics which is usually what i do yeah but um <laughs> that they don't comprehend they, they they go by political current day society but mentality. Also, but this is the, this has been the case even in the eighties. Like uh, um, what are the two? Siskel and Ebert, right? Mm-hmm. Every time there was a rape revenge story, it was always like it's disgusting. Look at how it portrays women. Even horror movies, like disgusting. Look, they murder these women, and it's and it's terrible and it's awful. And it's like, yeah, bro, they're usually like the murderers are usually the ones getting picked off by the women by the yeah. end of the movie yes they're well, the ones the final girl the final girl <laughs> trope is there for a reason yeah but again like going back to how real life in real life you know at most a woman who's been raped can maybe accuse you know if she knows her rapist can accuse them and file charges and maybe they'll go to jail right you know if he doesn't say it's you know it was consensual and then she like you know like there's so many instances of rapist getting away with it and i mean look at the harvey weinstein thing for years for years and years and years the man got away with doing years, what he decades. did decades decades you decades. know like mm-hmm. got away f- got away with doing what he did and women were either too afraid to come forward because of either you know he says you know like I'll, well you'll, I'll you'll make sure you're silenced or i'll make well, sure you, you can, have no career you don't have to fuck me but you'll never work in hollywood again yeah, exactly. you'll never have a job again you'll never have a job again you know but, um let, let, we won't go into this too much because we should be talking about the movie so we can but we could touch Corley, back on like something during the rounds of the interviews uh when uh the director corley i'm gonna call her corley because i can't pronounce her last name so, i think it's Fargay. forget okay yeah. so that might be it mm-hmm. but during her interviews she did a bunch on youtube and i think even um mr h reviews had uh interviewed her and she said like i never saw that oh yeah it's a great it's a great interview oh cool i gotta go look oh i wish i'd known yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know she says like the movie came out in 2017 Mm -hmm. 
right around the me too movement and right and like she like she found it interesting that people were like gravitating toward her movie considering so many of them were quiet Mm -hmm. during the harvey weinstein thing i also think that's kind of maybe small part of the reason why she had she hasn't really done anything since yeah that's crazy that she was calling it out before it even started, so she to speak. She was calling out before it even really started, before mm-hmm. it started gaining momentum, before Harvey Weinstein was that, even like fully yeah, like charged with anything. That's crazy that 2017, and only now does she have one. Like, if you look at her if film, you look at her uh, thing, film history, she's only doing now the San, uh, Sandman she's episode. Doing an episode of yeah, she's directing an episode of the Sandman. Well, I mean, I want to just go into like how fucking talented she is because the movie. Not incredible. never mind just the movie, the story of it, which she is she wrote and directed it. She wrote and directed it, yeah. Um, um, but wrote, directed the the cinematography. This woman, have, this woman should have Patty Jenkins' career. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, well, I mean, I'm to be fair, it. even to Patty Jenkins, she took a long break. That's also. True. after Monster. And Monster yeah, yeah. was excellent. She got an Oscar for it, didn't she? Yeah. Well, she well, I don't know if she. Uh, maybe she won Best Director. I'm, I, I really I'm don't remember. Sure. Well, what um, Charlie Theron won, yeah. but. But um, that was deservedly so. I remember seeing that in theater and being like... Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit. I, yeah, I was, it was yeah. like a devastating movie. Well, what a movie. transformation for Charlize Theron. Yeah. 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 Watching the movie... Okay, let's just... We'll, we'll go into like the little synopsis here. So that, we'll start actually talking about the although movie. Although the synopsis is pretty stupid. It is stupid. And that's something... <laughs> like, never, never take your mistress on an annual guy's getaway, especially one devoted to hunting. A violent lesson for three wealthy married men. Now, this is misleading, yes, right? Yes, it is. It's a terrible synopsis of the yeah. film or the logline, tagline, whatever they call it. it. It's a terrible synopsis of yeah. it. Like, it's, hey, it's a fucking rape-revenge story. It's a rape-revenge oh, They're going to learn. Yeah, they're going to learn because they fucking... Like, all right. So let's and start. Let's start, let's start so talking about the movie. I want to talk about just the opening, the, the opening shot. And you're right, <laughs> because it's, it's such gorgeous. a it's such a beautifully shot scene, and and there's so many like um, scenes that mirror throughout the movie. Yeah. The opening scene, the helicopter flying in. There's a great shot of um. What was uh the main guy's name? Kevin? R- Richard. Uh, Richard, Richard, Richard. Uh it just opens up. It's his glasses. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> but he you don't you don't fully I mean, he's a dick obviously because he's cheating on his wife, right? But um who, who he has two kids with. Two kids with, yeah. Uh he's it's just his glasses you see at first, the reflection in it. She's sitting in the back sucking on a lollipop, which I thought was like uh, like, oh, look at the cute little girl with the lollipop, right? She's like, like it's, it's a little, it's, I think it's meant to make you feel a little skeezy because yeah, he, yeah. he's supposed to be, I think, like 20 years older than her. Something like he that, looks yeah. Good. Like, he, looks, he looks, yeah. Good well, he's, age. well, he's banging like model girls, right? Yeah. Like young, like in their 20s. She looks like she's maybe like 19. Yeah, like, or just, right, uh, yeah. just over 18, yeah. right? Like, she wants to be a supermodel or she could have been borderline porn star if she wanted to be, right? Or, yeah, um, again, the, the purpose is not to make her look like some innocent young thing. Which She's I, meant to be look like promiscuous, maybe a little yes. slutty, like mm-hmm. okay with her sexuality. Okay totally with, okay with sexuality, you know, but not at the same time. Down to bang, still consensually, clearly. Yes, and at the same time, like she's, which you'll see in the later scenes once we come into contact with uh, Dimitri and um, Stan. So Stan. Stan, <laughs> yes, who's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Um, that even though she's promiscuous, she still belongs to Richard. Right. Right. Like she's, she's there to fool around with Richard. Right. That's nobody her, else. Right. You know, so even though she may be playful and flirtatious and we come to a scene later where she's dancing, um, but Richard doesn't want to dance with us. So she'll dance with the other with um, Stan. It's always for Richard, you know, to antagonize him or to make him jealous. But it's for his approval, you know. Yeah. Um, because that's something that happens later, but it it, it uh, confuses the other characters in the movie, right? So, yeah, the movie starts, they they get to this place, that they are helicoptered into this huge mansion in the desert. Yeah, it's, it's not a huge mansion. It's a beautiful it's, home, though. Pool. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's pretty big. It, it's, it's pretty big. No, no, it's, no, 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 it's not, like, big. It's just, like, a nice um, middle-of-the-desert-like... Um, Compound? Compound, yeah, like, because it's not, I, I mean, when you get to the final scene, well, you it's realize it's big not. big in terms of, like, what, like, the man has a fucking house somewhere else and also owns this property in the desert with a huge pool and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they fool around, first thing, right? And He, he gets a call from his wife, yeah. uh, he leaves the room, and then it just goes to show you how he can just easily transition back into bed with her, and she's 
okay with it. Yeah. Like, like, like she's not. Yeah, like she's like maybe a little bit like, uh, you know, but yeah. not not like terribly upset by it. Right, like she and knows then who she's fucking. Right, you know? and then like, you know. I'm gonna get you the gig, you know. Don't worry. Like, I don't even think she. He didn't. No, he no. Didn't I mean, like, about, like, in her mind, like, it's she's gonna get the the roles she wants, the position she wants. I you know. I don't think there's any part of that yet. I don't okay. think there's any part of that. There's no. She doesn't even talk about the acting thing until later on. She's her her uh, role there is just to get Richard off and then leave before his friends show up. Show up mm-hmm. and she is fine with that and she's cool with that and they show up a day early yes mm-hmm. so that night um they'll party together well, i just want to also like there's some scenes that i found so cool before we even get to that like so there's these two color-coded panes one's blue one's pink and when stan and dimitri show up she just happens to like be walking by. She stops in front of one of them, the pink one. They're standing there and just glaring at her and she's staring at them. Yeah. She drops like a glass that she was drinking from because she gets scared, mm-hmm. which also somewhat comes into play later. Well, well, there's a lot of like little foreshadowing Yeah, there's the moments. apple. There's the biting of the apple. That Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't remember. I think it's a, uh, was it Richard who eats, bites into the apple and leaves it on the table? And it slowly rots throughout the yeah. kind of showing like the course of like their relationship over the their over the relationship, the transformation, the rotting of not just the rotting of her character in a way too, yeah. like who she was and now who she is. who she becomes. Yeah. Right. So Richard shows up, you know, uh, when uh, his friends are there and he's like pissed that they're there early. Yeah. And they find out now he's having an affair. Who is she? Yeah. Right. So oh, she's my friend. And yeah. They're like, OK, shit. Sure, bud. Okay, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Jane, right? Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then it, you know, transitions to the night scene. They're having dinner. They're drinking. They're partying. They're partying. The, uh, the Stan TV. pulls out, what, it cuts peyote? The, yeah. Was it peyote, right? Yeah, and the, then Richard's the, like, what are you, fucking crazy? Like, do you know, like, someone, like, fucking shot themselves or shot, yeah, they, cut their, cut leg their off legs off or something? And didn't even feel it with the yeah. peyote. So he tells Jen to, you know, put it somewhere. But she's got this cute little, like, necklace thing that she's, stores it in there because she's like oh maybe i'll you know party with it later yeah. and you kind of forget about it for now yeah and the whole time and something that you notice is it it, it um transition in like the edits happen that it cuts between the television and them and there's like wrestling on and men's like sports events happening back and forth so while they're partying it transitions back and forth to like um race car driving wrestling events these manly like sports events keep happening you don't remember that uh i don't but i i feel like now that you're saying and i do which makes sense because it's a predominantly like masculine like i mean she's outnumbered right yeah. there's three, three to one yeah the environment is very masculine like centric it's you know three guys with one girl and it's you know the energy is very heavily masculine i think corley even makes the point to kind of showcase you know the male gaze you know yeah to show her like jen's like cute little body and her like great butt and you know how the men leer at her and how they're staring especially stan yeah, Stan's definitely uh, addicted to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Richard is, like, a little aloof, which, you know, because he's, like, good-looking, and he's he's clearly supposed to be, like, the alpha of the group, and he's, you know, um, he's already fucking Jen, so, he you know, he doesn't have to, like, focus his energy on her, but Stan is, like, clearly enamored with her because she's beautiful, and... Um, and that's when they uh that scene is where she talks about what she wants to do with her life she wants to be a model she wants to uh go to hollywood and be noticed and be famous and you get the sense that the girl is predominantly focused on looks and Mm -hmm. fame and again i like that the protagonist is not just some sort of like oh i didn't know he was married i thought he loved me like Mm -hmm. she's just like I'm here to have fun. I'm here to enjoy myself. And I want what I want. And I want what I want. And then, and that shouldn't make me any less, you know, like I don't deserve what I'm about to get. What's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then, um, Richard doesn't want to dance with her. Right. So, but she's like, she tells Stan to dance with her. And of course, Stan's like, fuck yeah. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And she dances with him and she grinds on him and she's having a good time and she's laughing. And 
getting real close and rubbing her ass on his junk and like mm-hmm. it's a and they're also very like uh drunk at this time yeah, too they're super drunk all of them mm-hmm. and she wanted like i said she wanted to dance with richard but she did it she kind of did it for the purposes of being like hey look this could be you right but i'm it, dancing it's with all Stan about instead. it's yeah. still all for richard though yeah and that's like the thing it's not for stan yeah it's to entice richard it's to show hey you're my man so i'm doing this to like entice you this could be you right Right. like and then eventually he has enough and he gets up and he picks her up and he takes her to go fuck yeah and and they just kind of leave stan and dimitri there yeah and 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 this is like another thing right because throughout the movie uh and this is something fargay does well like i appreciated too it's the the nudity in the movie right it's always like the man the male is exploited to some extent right it's It's, not just um jen so it's not just the character of in fact jen's uh i mean her boobs you you see see it one time in the movie i think it's like maybe once or twice no once only really it's richard who's actually naked her butt i think and then you see her no you you only see one boob shot in the next scene um before the before the event happens the the rape the rape yes but um it's actually richard who's uh naked throughout the movie yeah um it's cock shot and all (laughs) yeah i remember yeah and i uh i appreciated that actually i thought it was let me show the man uh fully exposed and um so to speak that he's which is so weird right i was reading like different people's reviews and how offended they were by seeing a guy's dick by seeing a guy's dick so you have no problem seeing a girl's bush or an ass yeah, or a titty, yeah. even if she's getting raped when it's happening yeah, yeah. it's fine you know you don't see her one, getting you don't, you don't see, see her, her nudity getting, yeah you don't see her getting you don't raped. see nudity uh in the rape scene you hear her getting raped yes so the the next morning uh everybody's dealing with the effects of being you know drunk and yeah. over richard's and actually gone richard's gone um and stan has made a very nice breakfast slash layout for him and uh jen, jen. Mm-hmm. and dimitri i think is either sleeping it off on the couch or he's um no he's eating he's, <laughs> he's eating watching tv or something like that more and men's sports yeah mm-hmm. so uh we'll get to that in a second mm-hmm. we get jen going like oh where's richard and he's like oh he had to go out for the morning and take care of a few things why don't you sit with me and we'll talk and she just sits down and like pulls out her phone yeah and doesn't want to talk to him because she doesn't fucking care about him she's she's not interested and he's trying to get her to talk to him Mm -hmm. and she like clearly feels uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and she's like okay i'm just gonna go inside and she she ditches him yeah you know um she's getting changed and he walks into the room so she quickly puts a shirt on and yeah that's the only nude scene that's the nude scene that you Mm -hmm. see of her and he essentially is like well why were you on top of me last night and uh she no she goes why um he goes why don't you like me and her response is like it would seem it would seem like a shallow response but i think she's just trying to like be like oh you're not my type you're you're shorter than i'd like right like it's meant to be like shallow but it's also meant to be like she's she's just trying to say like dude it's okay you're not my type it's she's not trying a big to be deal. like polite in she's a, polite. Yeah. Like, and it's not a big deal it's just like i like taller guys you're a little bit too short for me like it's not it's not a thing right and even if that was her excuse even if her excuse was i think you're ugly mm-hmm. i'm not into you fuck off and he takes it but was I t- was I short last night? He says. Yeah, he clearly took what happened the evening before the wrong way. Yeah, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, that leads to the the rape scene in which Dimitri walks in on when it's about to start, and Stan says to him, you know, like, like join in or get the or fuck, fuck out. Off. Yeah. And while he doesn't join in, like the scene is shot in such a way where. It's truly like almost more revolting than the rape in a I mean, way. It's, you know, like it's not more revolting. It's, no, it's, it's meant to be like disgusting, though. Yeah, he's chewing and eating, and it, and he's it's like close ups. It as yeah, like a, it's like, close ups of his mouth and the food like, like breaking up yeah, in his mouth. The mastication going on in his mouth, and it's just like he's and, so fucking gross. Yeah, and, and he just he, leaves the room eventually, and yeah. he turns the TV louder. It's it's racing. 
Yeah, it's car it's, racing. It's car racing, another masculine sport. Uh, yeah. And another and in even, a way But even with the car racing, you still hear her screaming yeah. for help mm-hmm. and crying. But it's and it's also like a way of, I think, like a shot at Hollywood, you know, and no like people know what's going on. But they're not doing anything. But they're not doing anything. They saw it happen and they're right. just like, Well, I'm gonna ignore it. And literally he turns on the TV, puts it louder, you can still hear everything that's going on. So he decides to go outside and have a swim instead. Yeah. But what's fucked up is that he goes outside to have a swim, but the rape is happening at an open window that's facing the pool. Mm-hmm. So your assumption is that he's also seeing it there. Yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. just doesn't care to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's truly like a brutal and it's clever not like clever in the way that against the like the 70s and 80s rape uh revenge movies yeah and that you don't have to actually see it to, to know be how disturbed and, and disgusted yeah, by it even thinking about it just makes me want to vomit a little yeah bit. and look how clever it was done and even though it does cut into the room like you see something happening mm-hmm. like and she's like Upset, like yeah, her face is to the glass, and yeah. it'll cut, and the edits will happen where it goes back and forth to the pool, to the to the television, to the race car driving, yeah. to her screams, back into the room with her face, and then you see Stan's face, him holding her. So excellent, like editing and cutting of all the scenes put together, without the actual, you know, like nudity, penetration looking like scenes. It's just truly meant to, you know. Ugh, yeah, holy it's shit. Like just gross you out. Yeah. You um, know, and then we get the return of Richard and what the fuck did you do? You know, what are you doing here? Oh, she's in the room. You know, I think yeah. we need to have a talk. Um, yeah, she, you hear him flipping out at them. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, that kind of shit. You, you hear his anger and you think, oh, wow. Like, maybe he does like give a shit about this girl. And like, what are you a fucking, like, what kind of a monster does this? Mm-hmm. And then that quickly goes away <laughs> when he goes and talks to Jen. Yeah, and he wants to basically buy her silence and yeah. make her disappear. Yeah, he's like, I have a helicopter to take you to Canada. Yeah, you, I have, it, It's so close to L.A., you'll be able to work. Yeah, you know? I have connections there and yeah. uh, like a contract guy there. Well, yeah. I can't think of the name. She's, of it. Like, she's like, I just want to go home. Tell yeah. the helicopter to come and get me and, and mm-hmm. take me home. And, and, he, she, and he's like, no, you have to calm down. And she's like, tell me. Tell an agent, to come. that's the word. Yeah. An agent in he's Canada. Like, tell me. She's like, tell me you're getting me a helicopter. Or I'm calling your fucking wife, wife and telling her everything. And that was the mistake. And he <laughs> fucking slaps her in the face to the mm-hmm. ground. Mm-hmm. Like the girl was just fucking brutally raped by his friend. And instead of just going, you know, like, we'll call the cops on him. Fuck him. Well, you know, I'll get you home. We'll take care of it. Whatever. It's, you know, don't you fucking tell my wife and ruin this for me. And he resorts to violence right away. Yeah. And she realizes uh, she's probably fucked and she runs. Yeah. And they chase her. They Mm -hmm. chase after her. And uh, when he's like, it's okay. He's like, we'll take care of this. It's fine. And she like, I guess, moves an inch toward him and he moves toward her. They run to a cliff and he pushes her off. This motherfucker. Pushes yeah. her off a cliff. Uh, and she lands on a tree. Uh, and it's like it's punctured her backside through her front stomach. Yeah, right through her gut. And it is brutal. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, it's really. She, um, what happens to her? Hold on. Because you're a bleeder. <laughs> you got no endurance for pain. But she does have endurance for pain, doesn't she? she? Yeah, as you find out, she you, they assume she's dead, right? They assume because she's dead. They're going to continue on their day like they were supposed to, make believe nothing happened. And then before they leave, they're going to go check on her to make sure she's like either fully dead or whatever the case is. And we get like some juxtapose, juxtapositions of scenes because as he, he burns all her shit. Like he makes believe nothing's happening, and, and she as wasn't there. and as she he's burning her shit, she's burning like the bush. So she wakes the, up. She wakes up. So we get the shot of her like the blood dripping down, and it's and again very stylized, like a little bit almost hyper stylized. The blood's dripping. It's falling on the ants that are like surrounding the tree and surrounding her. She wakes up, 
and she thinks i have to get the fuck down from here so she's grabbing her uh her headphones that she mm-hmm. was wearing wearing at the mm-hmm. beginning uh she has her lighter from earlier and she's managing to like grab it toward her because she's cl- like the movie doesn't make a point to be like oh she's a survivalist she knows what she's she's just like i need to get the fuck down yeah. what can well, i well you to go into down? survival mode when right. you're in that like position when you think you're gonna die or you know you have to survive people and i love that the movie in more than one instance kind of showcases that um that she's not just like an automatic gi gene right like mm-hmm. oh she's the final girl so she suddenly knows how to kick ass and do kung fu and knows how to use a fucking assault weapon and like mm-hmm. she's no no they do it throughout the rest of the movie actually yeah, she, mm-hmm. you see her trying and failing a couple of times with certain things so she manages to get the 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 lighter the lighter thank you i had to do the motion so l understood mm-hmm. um and she lights herself on fire she lights the tree on fire and it breaks the yeah. branch that she stuck on breaks yeah. and it corroises her backside which um stops the bleeding from the back yes mm-hmm. but she has like a huge portion of the tree still sticking out of her front mm-hmm. which again we'll get to that later and we'll get to the conversation that Elle and i had <laughs> <laughs> where i was so confused about something but we'll get to that so uh at that point they're on their way back to check on her right yeah, they finish their hunting, and yeah. then they're coming back to find her, and it's just and all the timing. they were going to, like, body or whatever. They were going to find her body and get rid of it, yeah. but she manages to crawl her way out of their point of sight, their point of view, yeah. and they get to the cliff, and she's gone. Meanwhile, she's actually right underneath them, and they're like, oh, my God, she's gone, and at, this is the point. Well, already... at what's his face um stan has already started panicking when he killed her when richard supposedly killed her yeah and now he's really starting to panic which already starts to show you like kind of like what a coward he is yeah (laughs) you've already started to see the signs so he's he raped her and then now he's in full-blown panic mode yeah and it just shows what a coward the character is yeah which i kind of liked also um that she like starts to demoralize him (laughs) and show what a coward he is um which was well he felt like he had the power over her yeah and now Mm -hmm. that she's still alive and able to tell people hey this motherfucker what he did to me Mm -hmm. yeah now he's all running scared well in a way they're i think other than maybe dimitri who's like the slobbingly like overweight character Mm -hmm. who really i mean other than just being bearing witness to it didn't have his hands fully in like not until later not until later yes yeah but um which is funny because like isn't that what happened in um i spit on your grave like he didn't fully he the first character to die in i spit in your grave was the one who didn't actually like a slow character yeah yeah who didn't actually commit the rape just witnessed it yeah was the first to die yeah (laughs) well you know it's funny because in this movie they don't they don't go out of their way to be like oh well he's just like the dumb fat friend who doesn't mm-hmm. want no he's mm-hmm. a fucking scumbag too yeah not yeah just for witnessing and not saying anything but like they have to hunt her down and she's he's the first person they run into mm-hmm. that she runs into he leaves his gun yeah, by yeah. the car well we'll get to that yeah yeah it's just it's a very yeah, it's yeah. a better way of showcasing that like every person that was there is involved yeah and, and they and not what they get. and not like uh slow mentally oh he's slow he yeah, just yeah. doesn't know any better oh no he's not he slow he's intelligent no, he's, too he's actually very intelligent yes as mm-hmm. you'll find out yeah but you think maybe at the time because he acts like stupid he's you know like, or he he's even act stupid. he's no. just like quiet he's and quiet like, just, like, yeah fat and dull. yeah, like, yeah. like you meant to think maybe that trope like that fat and stupid like every horror movie character yeah yeah the fat, fat and stupid, stupid uh you know innocent but yeah so yeah she makes a- yeah but um he's clearly not slow or yeah. you know he he's actually ruthless you're right he is ruthless and there's you know there's again the previous trope of like fat and stupid characters in horror movies that usually are like 
played off as like dumb horny or idiot like oh it's they get killed off by the bet like by the serial killer Mm -hmm. you know i can think of at least three of those types of characters in horror movies that we've seen this isn't it he's fat he's gross yeah but he's very smart and yeah yeah. and And we see that in uh when she goes after one of them when she starts to when she realizes if she doesn't start going after them they're gonna find her yeah and so and kill her but um yeah she survives and she like we said she realizes i have to do something or they're gonna kill me and she they split up the three of them yeah where again stan is like uh, maybe we shouldn't split up and we should go together and they're like no um richard tells him well no he's he does he say that he i don't think he says i think he goes well why don't i stay here like in the car because it's the desert at night so it's Mm -hmm. cold right oh he says that in the next scene in the in the following scene he doesn't want to split up again so the desert he's in the he's in the car and he stands like uh Sounds like I'll stay here in case she comes back. Yeah. And then uh, Richard's like, "Is it because you want to stay in the car and stay warm? You yeah. fucking cowardly yeah. prick!" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He turns on the heat and he stays in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we see the first interaction after her surviving. Well, she's yeah, she's running along the beach, um, trying to get away. Yeah. And they break up, and then, um, she bumps into well, she finds Dimitri. Yeah. So, and this is a very disgusting, brutal, violent scene. scene yeah. And she sees the gun. She, he's there taking a piss, right? Yeah. And he leaves the, and gun, he leaves the gun on the on Jeep. The, on, on the, the Jeep. The, yeah. What are they called? Moped? Uh, not moped. Not mopeds. Um, or is it a moped? Is it a moped? Yeah. The one man uh, the sa- riding. The sa- yeah. Like the sand yeah. moped. Whatever the fuck they're called. He leaves the shotgun no bullets in it she tries to shoot him and yeah. he laughs at her saying this is how i kill and then like knocks her out t- drags her to the water and then he starts drowning her and yeah. he and he is he, monologuing to her yeah which is which is the you don't do that in movies you don't do that in movies <laughs> um he tells her this is how he kills his prey he makes them think um that well i don't know how he kills animals by leaving his gun out i don't i don't remember how he I, said I think it he, essentially that though he goes i make them come to me yeah i make them think that i'm not like that i'm not armed or her that i'm not armed or something and then when they come to me i kill them i kill them yeah and in that moment she manages to get his knife yeah and she stabs him in the fucking eye oh my she stabs him in both eyes was it both eyes i don't remember like it's she stabs him in one and then the other so fast Mm -hmm. and it's again kind of like a callback to earlier he saw what was happening to her and he chose to be yeah, born yeah. to it and yeah she like stabbed uh, him in the fucking eye well, again good like symbolism good like, oh yeah that yeah. happens throughout the entire movie yeah, yeah. like this mm-hmm. movie is fucking filled to the brim with like uh symbolic ways that they die you mm-hmm. know and um yeah and he she just and like his is brutal because she stabs him in the eye and then waits until he dies she doesn't yes. leave Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, it's fine. He'll just like die. No, no, no. she stands there and watches him bleed to death. And then and she it's fucking amazing. And then she takes the knife back out of his eye. Smart girl. And then takes all of his supplies with her, which is I can't stand the drop the knives, drop the weapons, and run. Right. Um, which harping back to like Halloween, <laughs> right? Uh, Laurie Strode drops the knife, right, and then runs away. So this is you know survival horror right this we have to strode this is jen <laughs> yeah jen, jen's a bad bitch <laughs> yeah and, and this is where like the transformation starts happening right she goes from like pretty in pink like yeah to, as the movie progresses she's she starts blonde and then by yeah. the end of the movie her hair is like almost black almost black with, yeah with the mud and the blood yeah because she's in the water she's being drowned in that muddy lake cold dirty water yeah. with piss in it and yeah. shit and everything else and she's now gone from like i said like like pretty in pink because now she's she's got his knife she's got his gun she's got his um what are they called the band oiler the and she goes from pretty pink to almost like lara croft tomb raider right now she's got the black shorts mind you mind you this whole time she still has a tree trunk sticking out of the front of her stomach yeah and now she holds herself up in a cave and probably like one of the 
coolest scenes happens at this point yeah. where she knows she's still bleeding out somewhat, but the only thing keeping her alive is technically that tree trunk, mm-hmm. but she knows she has to... She's able to start a little fire in the cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, cave. In cave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, and kudos to her. She knows how to start a fire. But she has like the, she has like the paper. She has the... Mm-hmm. The, the lighter. The lighter again. She also has the backpack that she took from uh, Dimitri. Yeah, which is so. filled with like beer and food and mm-hmm. like kindling stuff, stuff you would need uh, to make to make a fire. Mm-hmm. She also has the gun and she kind of like figures out how to work it. She fills it with bullets. She's mm-hmm. like looking at things on how yeah, to like she's getting how to turn herself. it on. She's getting familiarized with the gun she knows she's going to have to use. And she knows she's got to seal the wound on her belly. Yeah. And so she, she takes the drugs though. So she takes the peyote yes. to help because she realizes this is going to hurt like a motherfucker. Like a, like a motherfucker. And so she takes the peyote. She still had it wrapped around her neck with in the necklace, which yes. again... A little clever, very good use of the Chekhov's gun, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Put the peyote in your necklace, and in the within the next couple of scenes, it gets used. It gets used, right? And I have to say, like, because this is definitely one of the. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool like trope to use, right? Like, it's a little predictable though, too, right? But at the same time. It's a fantastic scene because of what she's been through so far. And the beer bottle obviously has a phoenix on it. Yes. And when she burns it and heats it to then place over the bleeding yeah, she wound. she uses the beer to drink, mm-hmm. to swallow the peyote, which she, at first she spits out. Yeah, because it doesn't it's taste disgusting. good. <laughs> and she's like, fuck it, I have to do this. And she puts it back in her mouth, swallows it, drinks the beer. But then when she burns the, the wound and releases it, you got the phoenix right on the... Right. Right on the bleeding wound, yeah, right? She cuts open the beer. Like, it's a brilliant scene because she cuts open the beer bottle, pours it on her wound to, co- like, to uh, sterilize it because yeah, it has the alcohol, mm-hmm. and then shuts it with the beer bottle after burning it. And she passes out, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, the, pain. Of the pain, right? But she's okay because she's on the peyote. Mm-hmm. Then it, like, turns into this, this, like, trippy dream sequence because she's on peyote, which I also like. The movie's not like, oh, we already forgot about the peyote. She just fucking took me while mm-hmm. it's a hallucinogenic. Yeah, she's hallucinating. She, hallucinating. She, yeah, she thinks, like, Richard's there, and she sees herself getting her head blown off, and mm-hmm. and then the same thing keeps happening, and then she sees Stan, and he transforms into a fucking lizard with a tongue, and bleh. And then, you know, like, she sees the bloated corpse of Dimitri, the guy she just killed, which that would have some sort of effect on her. She mm-hmm. just murdered a man, right? So it's it's so well done and this movie has a way of just like perfectly tying together little like moments and scenes from earlier. It just it's so amazing mm-hmm. and it's so well done. Yeah. And but like how cool though that it juxtaposes the the can with the phoenix onto her belly and then she so like she the phoenix up, yeah. rises, rises from, from the ashes, ashes right like it's she, the most it's you it's in her stomach yeah. like you see a scar of a phoenix in her stomach because of and it's just another like thing that's over from her previous life right no more modeling with a burned um yeah. scar in her belly also, right also uh i'm dumb and <laughs> when we were watching the movie <laughs> I'm like, that's cool that she was able to uh, get the thing to stop the bleeding from her front. But I was like, how did the bleeding stop in the back? Because the the branch was through her body. So Elle was kind enough to point out that she literally burned her back when she <laughs> flicked the, the lighter onto the tree. And I was like, right, right. right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like a big dumb dumb after. <laughs> so and this is where, you know. And I also liked how the it still continues the cutting to the apple continuing to rot. Yeah. You know, like, again, showing that multiple things, right? Formal life is rotting away. The deterioration of the men's group. Mm-hmm. Right. done because now... Dimitri's dead. Dimitri's One dead. One more down. And they think, know? by the way, uh, he radioed in having found her. So yes, they, that he caught her. So Richard and Stan think that they're in the clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next morning, you know, after they they go to the lake stan is washing his face in the water and uh he gets a nice floating dead body from his friend then he he gets so scared he like falls on top of him and Mm -hmm. then they have to drag him out of the water together and then uh richard uh like after stan's whining because he is Mm -hmm. richard knocks his fucking nose in 
Yeah, he, he like, breaks, breaks his nose. His nose mm-hmm. Because Stan's a pussy. Yeah. And he's he's a fucking coward. And he keeps, like, trying to figure things out. And he's like, he goes, you didn't have a problem with this. When, like, essentially saying, like, you caused this yeah. by raping her. Mm-hmm. And now we have to do this. I'm cleaning up your mess. I'm cleaning yeah. up your mess. And he's dead because of you. Yeah. Yeah. And then Richard also decides to make another decision. He weighs down Dimitri's body into the into the lake. Yeah, into they, the. They mm-hmm. take him out of the lake so they can, like, put, like, stuff in, in his, him. Mm-hmm. And so, then they weigh him down. Yeah. So that way doesn't matter oh they never showed up yeah he went yeah. out you know we told him not to go out late yeah we don't know what happened to him terrible oh well oh well yeah what was coming to Fat him fuck down <laughs> <laughs> don't body shame uh, whatever <laughs> um so yeah now it's uh two down and now they decide keep going and this is where they uh, split up again they split again and he's like no we should we should go together and he's like no we'll cover more grounds yeah they split up again Stan goes looking and I have to say I loved that she's all like Tomb Raider Lara Croft now right Mm -hmm. so no more pinkish colors other than her her earrings earrings, which I thought earrings were yeah and she goes after now she's the hunter which I still like that she and she's barefoot she's barefoot in the fucking desert this Mm -hmm. entire time yeah well no yeah she's barefoot she doesn't take his boots no she's barefoot Hmm. she's completely barefoot she's running barefoot she's got the binoculars now she's tracking them down she finds she's got the backpack she finds stan in the truck in the jeep he has to stop and put more gas in the car Mm -hmm. and And she manages to and this is like another part that i really enjoyed she manages to shoot him with the shotgun she gets him but she goes flying backwards. She doesn't realize that how the, powerful the gunshot's going to be. The gunshot's going to be. Mm-hmm. Which again, yeah, she was getting used to it in the cave, but she didn't take a shot with it. Mm-hmm. She was smart enough to know where to look to what to shoot, but didn't realize this is going to knock me on my fucking ass. And after the first time she shoots it, it does. Mm-hmm. She's not used to it. She's not miraculously a fucking perfect shot with a gun because she does hit him, but she doesn't. She just wounds him she doesn't kill him yeah you know mm-hmm. and then the chase is on he's running and still and one thing i like about it yes like the predator has become the prey now she's chasing him but he's still he gets a, the upper hand on he's her. still an excellent hunter yeah they do the hunting she's not uh the best hunter she's this is new though you don't really know if she's been hunting you don't know if she's gone practicing with richard right or maybe you her dad or her, her dad you don't know any of her backstory in reality but that's what i kind of like about mm-hmm. it your your assumption based on her like likes and what she enjoys is that she's never been hunting yeah like it's in a way like um what was the movie with the girl the the family gets taken out you're next you're next right there they make it clear she grew up in uh like in the woods a in a family cult. in like doomsday was, cult yeah it, it was a uh, it was doomsday preppers so she knows how to yeah, do yeah. like survival survivalist camp survivalist camp so she knows what the and fuck they she made did. it That's clear that was a fantastic we got to do a we'll, we'll do one of that, that one soon um she made it clear in the film that that's what she was right so yeah. you knew to, what to expect with this you don't really know her backstory you don't yeah. know if she's had any type of training whatsoever um she didn't know how to fire a powerful shotgun thing that the the blast would send the flying backwards but she may have had some basic training right you don't really fully know but either way roles reversed again dimitri um stan manages to get the upper hand he blows her ear off which yeah. was another like Low to what she used to be. Used right? to be the earring goes flying Fine. off. Her ear is it gone. It also fucks up her hearing, so yes. it's harder for her. But as she's running away from Dimitri when he's like shooting at her, she has a flashlight and she breaks it on one of the walls. On the rock mountain. On the, the rock, rock mountain. Mm-hmm. Bu- and then the glass falls. Why is he barefoot? Do you remember? No, I don't. He has to make a sling for his arm. Because she shot, she shot him in the arm. Yeah, That's so, right. Holy shit. And then he had to start running. That's fucking Because she was chasing him. That. Yeah. So she realized he's running barefoot. She breaks the flashlight hoping that he would run over the glass. And he did. Yeah. And that's when she. Oh. And the like they show him digging in his foot for the mm-hmm. glass piece. and <laughs> Yeah. Now he's even more wounded. 
He gets in, he manages to get back in the Jeep and she's able to. He sh- starts chasing her down uh, mm-hmm. with the Jeep and she manages to not only steady herself with the gun, but she shoots it through the car window kill- without the blowback. Without the blowback. Because now she's able she to twir- like she essentially it's like a fucking ballerina move. She shoots him and then twirls into like this little part of the mountain where she yeah, like fits, a crevice, like mm-hmm. a crevice where she can just fit. And that's it. And he that's dies it. right he, there. He dies. She's got the truck. She's got the truck now. Here's the thing, though. Earlier in the movie, when they first see her, there's this imagery of broken glass, right? She drops the glass when she sees him. He rapes her up against the window, the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, she's forced to stay there because of him. And she fucking shoots him through the goddamn face, mm-hmm. through the glass. Through the glass. Yeah. It's just, again, another beautiful like moment to show this mother these motherfuckers are getting what they fucking deserve mm-hmm. yeah and now um that's it one down another one to go last that's one it. to go richard and richard and richard realizes stan is not responding yeah um he's got the gas <laughs> yeah he starts he, freaking out he's also on one of those like motorized like the, like a moped also moped no the mo- he's on the motorcycle is he on the motorcycle? He's on the motorcycle, oh, right, right, yes. Right. And this is um something that um Farge like was inspired by also. So she's inspired by the rape films of the seventies, right? She's also inspired by like Road Warrior and Mad Max, if you notice what like the desert terrain, right? The motorcycles, you know. So she was clearly influenced by those movies as well, which like you look at the cinematography and the landscape, you know, like you think Road Warrior, you think yeah. Mad Max, and I was just watching it like going, Holy shit, definitely. And 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 that's like the the beauty of filming like on like not in a fucking uh, not on a set. Not on a set, but like actual location. location. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't get um, scenes like that yeah and then him realize like him panicking now you see him flipping out well sure because one he they're not close to the house i feel like no they the weren't only the, my only issue with the movie and like this is not really an issue it's a non-issue but it's when i first watched it for the first time i definitely thought they were much closer so i didn't understand why richard was panicking on the way back but when we watched it again I was like, oh, okay, it's far away. No, it's far. He, he rides through the whole night. He rides through the whole and night he to probably, get back to the co- his yeah. compound. Mm-hmm. And then he has no food. He no has food, no, drink, no nothing. Mm-hmm. No water. So when he gets back to the... The first thing you see during daybreak is him throwing his helmet into the into the pool and him mm-hmm. throwing his like whole face and body into the yeah. pool. Mm-hmm. Because he's thirsty, because he's tired. Tired, exhausted. Yeah. It, it's truly uh and, and it's another powerful powerful moment you know and it's like just another powerful powerful scene and it's the scene of you see no you can't even like read his emotion right but you know he's panicking panicking but you just see that and that's like another thing the score of the film yeah right the score in this like as much as we're praising the acting and the writing and directing the cinema like everything about this movie works the cinematography the editing the score especially is so intense and knows when to use like the intensity in certain moments like you hear it in like the the scene when he's driving it's like completely pitch black out but you see only what he sees which is slightly lit up by the headlight on his motorcycle you see the red from the like lights on his motorcycle reflecting against his helmet you know mm-hmm. beautiful yeah but you know like i mean red is a sign of danger right yep. that's that's how they portray it in most movies and you feel it. You're like, he 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 feels it. Yeah. Not that you feel bad for him. Fuck him. But <laughs> you you feel his it's, pressure to get home. It's also like the red in a way, like a foreshadowing of like the bloodbath that's about to come. Oh boy. You know. Yeah. So you have like the red of like that foreshadowing, right? Because you know there's gonna be like a bloodbath coming. You know. Yeah. So it's panicking. It's panicking. The red is like his that danger and then it's supposed to be i guess in a way like oh the blue water is like oh he made it it's calmness right he jumps into the blue water it's he's safe now because he made it but we know we know what's about to happen we know what's about to happen so, so then starts that, the re- last that relief the for him and and this is a 
uncut, right? This next like few minutes. Yeah, this is a uh, completely so follow through, no cuts. Not from the pool, but from when he walks into the house and sits on the couch and makes the phone call to the helicopter guy saying, "Come mm-hmm. get me." Yeah, it's just gonna be me. It's a completely uncut follow through of him going uh, into the shower. Yeah, he's getting undressed as he's walking to his bathroom. Mm-hmm. He goes into the... Sh- and this is all one take. Yeah, all one take. And this is another... Gets naked, completely naked. And again, like exposing him, right? Mm-hmm. Goes into the shower. Has the gun with him the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, hops into the shower. Hears a noise. Leaves. Walks around the apartment. With the gun the in house, his hand. And naked. Walks naked. Walks outside. Um... Walks alongside the pool, goes to inspect everything, comes back in, sits back on the couch. So you have this completely uncut. So here's mm-hmm. the thing. I I think the noise that he hears is the TV, right? No. He sits on the couch and then the TV turns on. Okay. Mm-hmm. He and, sits on the remote control. Isn't it like a soap opera or a, no, it's it a is, commercial? It's a com- it's it's a commercial of like models modeling like jewelry and stuff, which is meant to show like her former life, yeah. right? And it's such what a perfect she, what he killed, what he killed, or what she was like wanting to be. Yeah, you know. So you had originally the TVs, right? The masculine stuff. Now, because who's at the window waiting for him? She is, right? And through the blue glass, right, right, on so, the other end of the spectrum, right? right. So you have that mirroring from earlier, where she was on the inside of the house, and she was the one who was pretty much all naked, all naked, like and in her in her little yeah. like crop top, pink underwear, right? The guys on the outside is like the the predators, so leering to speak, at her, leering right. at her. Now she's the predator, he's the prey, he's naked, she's the like predator like the lara croft the you know the mad max right with the gun my favorite part of the scene is that you know the words out of his mouth are about to be let's talk and and she doesn't even fucking let him finish she doesn't even let him finish she shoots him she she shoots him and he, she gets him too. she nails she fucking him maims him yeah she shoots him right in the gut in the gut and it's where where she was basically impaled. Yeah. Right? So you, more of that mirroring, mm-hmm. right? The mirroring from her, now she does right. him. So this beautiful fucking mirroring of the film, right? And that's it. And now you have that chase scene, basically, which is them just circling the In inside the of the house. And he's bleeding everywhere. I mean, Everywhere. Because you're a bleeder. Got no endurance for pain. <laughs> and let me tell you, that man again, it's hyper stylized, right? Yes. So you can't bleed that much. So much blood mm-hmm. and it's everywhere. And he even tries to like saran wrap it at one point. Which was fantastic. Which was great. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's got the gun. So he's like, when they do see each other, he shoots at her, she shoots at him. There's a scene though that's perfect, right? She he thinks he has her cornered, and she's walking through the hallway with her gun drawn. And he's standing there waiting at the entrance of the door just out of sight. So that way, when her head comes into view, he can blow her head off. Right. And then as he's standing there, he is bleeding profusely and she's about to go in and almost get her head blown off. And she looks down and she sees blood. It's why he saran wraps himself, though. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. He had already saran wrapped. Oh, wrap. did he? Yeah. So he's still just bleeding so through. Well, yeah, obviously, because it's Are fucking. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sure. Yeah. So he. He is bleeding profusely and it's just flowing out. So she knows he's standing right there. So she just backs up and out and around. And then when he looks down and sees, then he starts to chase her. And then that's the final confrontation. And she slips and falls on his blood. Mm-hmm. And then he manages to get to her. He gets the upper hand at that point. And he chokes her. And then he goes like full fuck. Like he says stuff that almost makes it seem like this has happened to him and his friends before that like he's hurt women yeah because he goes into this whole like fucking like monologue like of like oh you women are never like they never do maybe that was just a little bit over the top like we already know he's a scumbag but like he goes into this heavy like oh you know like you women should just do what you're fucking told and you never do and as he's talking though again she doesn't let him finish his rant she sticks her hand into the part yeah, she literally f- she fists him. She fucking fists him in the stomach, <laughs> and and he drops her obviously because that hurt like a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And then she turns around and she fucking manages to shoot and kill him. Mm-hmm. And 
my only issue is that I kind of wish I had seen him suffer a little bit more, but I get it, right? He this did not have the Saran wrap. Are you sure? I'm positive. I just pulled up the footage. Oh, okay. That's why he saran wraps himself. Yeah, because he realized he gave himself up. He could have killed her at that moment. He gave himself away. Yeah. Okay. Either way, it's a great scene. It's fantastic. All right, shut up. I was like, why would the fuck would that? That doesn't make sense. See? But I fact check. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, Opinion. Yeah. (laughs) No fact. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So he, but like, I, I also like the idea of like. I don't know the the penetration, right? The like it's <laughs> you're sick. I know, I know, I love it. Um, but that changes, right? Like he was penetrating her. She was the weak one. She was this, and then finally she's like, she fucking sticks her hand in his wound in mm-hmm. his stomach, and he drops her, and then she shoots him. Mm-hmm. And and the movie ends with her walking out into the uh, thing. You think she's maybe gonna like jump in the pool? But she walks no, to she the walks along the ledge and the helicopter. And you, you hear you it. You don't see it. Yeah, you just hear it. But the movie ends kind of where it started, hearing a helicopter. Except mm-hmm. now, it's not from our perspective of seeing her in the helicopter. It's her perspective of seeing the helicopter coming. It's just, just really, hearing it. It's just hearing it, mm-hmm. right? And she just kind of looks at the camera, almost in like, uh, "I hope you enjoyed what you saw." You yeah. sick fucks, mm-hmm. you know, like. So well done. Yeah. So beautiful. And I really, and I cannot stress this enough. I want Coralie to direct so much more and yeah. write so much more because I she's hope so she, talented. Yeah. I really hope like she has some sort of like revival comeback. I, I mean, I don't know what happened or maybe was she shunned or did she just not want to make movies? I really don't know the case. Yeah, like you to know? be fair, like I, we can't right. So we made the joke about Patty Jenkins earlier, but realistically, Patty Jenkins made that movie in 2013 and then didn't make Wonder Woman until what 2018, 2017, you know, 2017, 2018. I don't so know. It was, yeah, it was some, a big gap. Yeah, um, and she just stopped making movies, I believe. You know, we don't know what it was, right? We yeah. don't know what it was. Like, there's always like the joke about like the Oscar curse, right? Like you mm-hmm. get an Oscar and then you don't work again or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But with yeah, the, like with wasn't Carly, that like Hilary Swank? Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, for you a know? long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was making like practically like direct to DVD for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, she made something of a comeback now, right? Hillary Swank? Yeah. I guess. I mean, I loved her in The Hunt, but I don't know if that's really... I thought she was fantastic yeah, in The Hunt. I love The Hunt. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see uh, Corley f- uh, do a movie with Betty Gilpin. That would be my absolute... <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Please. And it's got to be another revenge film. It's got to be another revenge <laughs> Or at least like a... Well, because The Hunt is technically a revenge film. Yeah, because she, she was the perspective of she ben was Gilpin. she was picked by accident. Yeah, <laughs> she was captured and then thrown in this scenario. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I absolutely I thought this movie was great. And as much as like, I literally like bought a I bought the um, Sovereign Studio. Is that what it's called? What the soundtrack? No, um, the movie itself. Well, uh, no, Second Sight. Second, Second Sight. Oh, yeah, okay. um, I'm waiting for a 4K remaster <laughs> but uh yeah and i bought the album because and that's another thing the soundtrack the score the no no amazing. no music from uh you know no no music from like you know bands playing you know no, it's revenge just a score, just, it's just just a a, score. A, yeah which holy shit uh robin kudere Qu- robin kudere did the music okay for the movie the cinematographer was uh, Ro- Robrecht Havart. Again, these are all French. I'm so sorry if I'm yeah. What's well, a French butchering, film? Mm-hmm. butchering them. Um, but yeah, everything about the movie, like just, I, I really, I can't say enough good things about this movie. And being someone who's, be, and I would, I would even call this like a borderline horror movie, especially with the amount of like body horror. Like if you think of I Spit on Your Grave or Last House on the Left. Those are categorized as horror movies, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Horror thrillers, I guess. Right? Horror thrillers, yeah. Yeah, like the... I can't... But the score, like that, that like, electronic uh, score, like, I, I can't even... Holy shit. Yeah, I loved so it. Good. Yeah. It's very good. I want to just fucking kill people to it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I know he's said this one too many times on the episode, on the podcast. He is joking, I yes, promise. Yes, Don't Don't ban me, please. <laughs> um... Yeah, in my like uh, fantasy of revenge, yeah. you know, <laughs> I need that music play. No, if I if I'm writing scripts of murder and revenge, I'd have that song, the the score playing score in the playing. background. Yeah, because yeah. you know when I, when like 
I write certain things. I have to have certain music playing in the background. Yeah, get you in the right headspace. Yeah. But uh, I actually wrote my uh, final paper on this movie. So on the whole final chase scene. The worst thing about this movie is the IMDb d- description. <laughs> and the fact that it only has a 6.4 out of 10 on yeah, IMDb. Yeah, because this is my... Uh, and this... Oh, can I just say again? Go ahead. Uh, remember how we shitted on say people it. who shitted on... Who didn't watch Annihilation? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and they were like, eh, Good Fifth is 2016, into the cook, right? Go watch this movie too. Go find it, buy it, stream it. It's on Shutter right now. Yeah. If you need to watch it, Shutter I think is like a five dollar a month a service. month service. And just half the time you can get it for the first month free. Yeah, like just know? just watch this movie. It's a fantastic movie. And you know what? I can't stand people who don't understand that this is like a hyper stylized movie. It's not right. meant to be realistic, realistic. Yeah. People don't survive being pushed off a cliff and landing on a tree. Yeah. I understand. And just, I swear, I was reading Amazon reviews and mm-hmm. this one guy goes, uh, you can't even understand like the way these Mexicans talk. What? It's, yeah. It's French. It's fucking French. That's but how stupid people are. Exactly. Like you like really bro, you're just gonna be stupid and racist on yeah. fucking Amazon uh, yeah. reviews. Wait to out punch? yourself, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> okay. But uh making me mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to make you mad sometimes. Well no, actually I can make you mad very easily. Yeah. But um brother and sister, obviously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're easy to trigger each other. <laughs> we know all the trigger points. Oh wait, is that a red flag? Yeah. So I love yeah. the earrings. I, I'm just looking at the fucking <laughs> The cover art for it, and it's just so... The, the album cover art is beautiful. I love that on the cover of this, mm-hmm. that the stars that they show for the ratings are pink. <laughs> yeah. Look at the, the cover for Second Sight's... Uh, Second Sight? I yeah, will. Second Sight Blu-ray cover. Yeah. I want to see more movies. I'm, I wasn't actually intending on watching... Um, Tell Vinegar Syndrome to make one, too, in 4K. Oh, yeah, for sure. Vinegar yeah. Syndrome, please. We're yeah. going to tag you when we post about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Vinegar Syndrome, make this in 4K. But nothing beats the album cover, the the vinyl. Yeah, the vinyl is pretty uh, amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Guys, in case you haven't uh, been able to guess, please watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a must, must, must watch. You have to remember, you know, it's got beautiful cinematography, fantastic score, great acting. I enjoyed everyone's performance, even the people I was supposed to despise. I despised, right? Yeah. Great, great, great everything, okay? Our main actress was fantastic, Matilda Anna. She's got a long name. Ingrid Lutz, which also goes by Matilda Lutz. Um, I didn't see her in anything else because I refused to watch the... Rings. The the (laughs) Rings remake, remake, um, sequel. (laughs) Though, I would almost give it a watch just for her, you know? Yeah. Like, because I loved her so much in this. So well, I'm looking forward to seeing whatever she does next as well because she was very good in the movie. Um, she's in something called Reptile. She's and in a Cut. classic horror story. I don't oh, know. a classic horror story! I heard about this. Yeah, was it any good? No, no, no. I haven't. Uh. I haven't seen it. I just heard about it. It's like one of those movies that purposely like takes every horror movie trope and turns it and into something. T- sticks it in one movie. Really? Yeah. So does that mean it's gonna suck? I don't know. When they amalgamate everything into something. I don't oh, it know. takes place in Italy, though. Really? In southern Italy. Oh, that makes me. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they took my idea. All right, it makes whatever. Me angry. Angry. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. Thanks for joining us as always. And uh, remember, you can listen to us on Spotify. Yes. And on. You can listen to us on lots of things, actually. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to give it to Apparently you. Apparently, we're also on uh, iTunes. I yes, didn't realize I said we that. were. You said that last time too, and I reminded you. I know. Spotify, iTunes, iTunes, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public. Grazie tanto. Ciao. Bye.